Well, hey, I'm Todd, and I want to welcome you to another reading of the Bible. We are in Acts chapter 10, and we're going to reread verse 24. Just a reminder, Peter is on this missionary journey. He's in Joppa. He's been staying there. Um, He's been doing miracles. God's been using him to share the gospel. People are coming to know Jesus. And he has this vision one day that he's supposed to go with someone to Caesarea. And at the same time, there's a guy in Caesarea, a Roman, a Gentile, a centurion, a leader of the army there. And he has a vision that he's supposed to go get Peter. And so this whole thing happens all at the same time. Peter is having his vision, and the guys arrive to take Peter back to Caesarea to meet Cornelius the centurion. And they do that. And it says this in verse 24. They arrived in Caesarea the following day. Cornelius was waiting for them and had called together his relatives and close friends. Reminder, Cornelius is what we call a bringer. He brought people. He wasn't yet qualified by the Holy Spirit to share the gospel. He didn't know what he he needed to share. He didn't even know the full gospel himself because he hadn't yet heard it from anybody. He was anxiously looking towards the Messiah and didn't know that the Messiah Jesus had already come. And so he did the best thing that he could, which was gather people together in one place so that they could all hear the gospel together. And I want to challenge us again, like I did last time, to be bringers who bring people into the communities where we go, where we hear the gospel, into our churches. Verse 25, as Peter entered his home, Cornelius fell at his feet and worshiped him. But Peter pulled him up and said, stand up. I'm a human being just like you. So interesting. Cornelius is ready to worship. He doesn't know the Messiah. And so he falsely starts to worship Peter, to which Peter basically says, man, we're all the same. Let's worship together. Verse 26, uh, or verse 27. So they talked together and went inside where many others were assembled. Now I need to pause because I don't think that we as modern day people realize the uh, social uh, and political and economic things that were all happening in this one exchange. This would be like if you, you know, in American history, this would be like a white supremacist meeting up with a black civil rights leader. Like you just would not expect that. They should not be in the same room. It would be like a Nazi and a Jew sitting down for coffee. Um, it, It would be two people groups who basically hated each other sitting down and talking Um, in a way that that you would not expect. And what would bring two people like that together is Jesus. That's the only way that our society is going to overcome the divides that we have politically, socially, economically, is through the unity of Jesus. And Peter confronts this head on. He says this, Peter told them, you know it's against our laws for a Jewish man to enter a Gentile home like this or even to associate with you. Can you imagine hearing that? It's against the law for me to even talk to you, you scum, you lowly person. Can you imagine hearing that, how that must make you feel as somebody in that room, the Gentile, who must think, I'm a lesser person. I'm lesser than Peter. He must think he's better than me. The next sentence proves that wrong. But God has shown me that I should no longer think of anyone impure or unclean. Now, that doesn't make sense to me because I don't think myself better than other people. And I hope that you don't think yourself better than other people too. We are all equivalently broken. We're all equivalently separated from God. All of us are in the same state, separate from God by our sins. None of us is any better than the other. We are all impure. We are all unclean. 
together. And I think Peter recognizes this for the first time, that he shouldn't think of anyone as less than himself. He shouldn't think of the Gentiles as less than the Jews. Now, in his defense, he had been raised to know that, and that is what God commanded, was for the Jews to completely separate themselves from the rest of the world, that they were to be set apart, that they were to be holy, and that they were to prepare the way for the Messiah. But now that the Messiah has come, that directive is completely changed. Now we're to all see ourselves as the image of God, all separate and broken by our own sin. Verse 29, Peter says, So I came without objection as soon as I was sent for. Now tell me why you sent for me. Tomorrow we're going to dig into why they sent him and what his response was. But for today, I want us to consider who do we think of as less than ourselves? Who do we think of as greater than ourselves? Who do we interact with on a daily basis that when we stare into their eyes, we realize they're just as broken as we are? Who around us, even if we think they're pure or if we think they're impure on the surface, who needs to hear the gospel? And who can we invite to be a bringer like Cornelius did? Or who can we share the gospel like Peter's about to do? Let's pray for those people. God, you are such a good God. You love us unconditionally and you go before us and prepare the way. I pray that you would soften our hearts to the people who need to hear the gospel, who need to be brought into the, our communities of churches. And God, I pray you would, you would give us the courage to stand up and be a Cornelius and invite or be a Peter and share the gospel. God, we love you so much. We pray this in Jesus' mighty name. Amen.